You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Welcome to the Palace of Mega Pixels. This is Super Mega Brothers Turbo. Welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White, and with me is, as always, Todd Stark. Hello. And we have a very special guest today in the Palace of Megapixels. Please welcome Twitch streamer, Easily. Am I um, saying that correctly? Easily? Because I've heard other people uh, say are. it always. Hello, guys. How are you? Oh, we're doing, doing good. Well. How are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Had a productive day. Yes. Uh, you were just telling us about that YouTube videos. You've got uh, a lot of YouTube videos that you've been doing a lot lately. Are they all just reviews, or is it just... Uh, video playthroughs uh it's a mix it's uh it's a mix of reviews i've done frostpunk and surviving mars reviews as official because they're new titles Mm -hmm. Uh, i've been doing more youtube content because i've made it to twitch partner and now let's work on youtube nice yeah get them all so right as we're we're getting into this i'm gonna go through our our stream of questions as I usually do with our guests. Uh, First, tell everyone a little bit about yourself who might not be familiar with you. Well, I'm a full-time content creator and Twitch partner, and I'm currently making more YouTube content, but I do still stream. uh, I think this last stream was 45 hours, and that's even taking one evening off, and that's within four days of streaming. I stream Monday through Thursday now, Mm -hmm. twice daily, which is kind of crazy. And I'm, uh, I'm an avid city... City strategy manager builder type game player. Now, what what actually got you interested into streaming? Uh, into streaming, actually, that's a rather funny story. I I started streaming because I was playing World of Warcraft at the time. Okay, it's <laughs> like everybody's gateway drug, right? Right. World of Warcraft, and the new expansion, which was Legion, which is now wrapping up mm-hmm. in World of Warcraft land, was coming out and. I was at BlizzCon at a, they have a community uh, amphitheater where you just kind of hang out and they have a discussion on game design and what they're going to do with certain things. Mm -hmm. And they happened to be talking about my class, which was a disciplined priest. I was like, oh, what are you saying? Well, traditionally disciplined priests late in an expansion have always been OP where if you take one disc priest, you can reduce your healing team by like three other healers on a full raid. And that's been a problem and contentment in the, in the, in the world of Warcraft pun, very intended. (laughs) And at that moment I was like, well, they're going to be looking for somebody to actually beta test. And I used to raid at a first world first pace with vodka Mm -hmm. and some other high end raiding guilds. So I streamed so I could record my content a little easier and tell the devs, hey, I'm going to be live if you want to see me beta test this. And they would pop in. So that's what started. But then I realized as I was doing my own thing, when I went back to kind of watch my favorites again, a lot of the communities changed. So I wanted to build the positive space for people to feel like they belong. And thus, I'm still here. (laughs) That's a, that's a pretty amazing story. I don't think anyone's given us a good story like that one before. <laughs> now was so a, basically WoW got me into it, and now I don't play WoW <laughs> at all, and I don't stream WoW. There you go. <laughs> now was Twitch your first choice to stream as far as far as a platform? Uh, Twitch was my first choice. It is my my only choice to actually stream on uh, YouTube. YouTube is my choice for my recorded content. And that's mostly because YouTube has better SEO quality at the moment. I don't know if that's something down the road that Twitch is going to do, but if you if you type into anything in any search engine, YouTube's going to come up somewhere first. Very true. Now, from what I've seen, and kind of like what you said, your your streams are kind of consistent of uh, city builders like City Skylines, Planet Coaster, now even Frostpunk. Uh, was that something you intended? from the start or is it do you just really love these games and that's just kind of what you started uh so when i started full-time streaming in 2016 i flipped to uh 
Well, when I say full-time, I mean I had a schedule. I flipped to cities because cities is something that I could pick up and put down. I'm not limited on waiting for people to gather to go do a dungeon or a raid or something. It's It solely relies on me, and I could set this is how long I'm going to stream, and this is what I'm going to do and knock it out and go forward. So that game is a lot easier, and games like that, it's a lot easier to stream. But I... I am a victim of just give me five more minutes. Just give me five more minutes. Everything is just give me five more minutes. I could do five more minutes. Mm-hmm. And five more minutes turns into a 12, 13, 14 hour stream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because I keep going, right? Right. It's like, oh, I could put that. Yeah, give me, I just need five more minutes. And I'm thinking to myself, I should have been done like 12 hours ago. True. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I only full time stream. For sure. <laughs> Now, you said that you, you uh, made Twitch Partner recently. How difficult was that process for you? Uh, it was pretty, it's pretty difficult. It's, it's something that, uh, it's not for the faint of heart. You have to stick with it. You're going to have a lot of roller coasters. I'm currently on a kind of a downswing, but that's, that's the nature of the beast. And that's perfectly okay to, to have those. But the thing that's going to drive people crazy is they get ever so close to partnership. Any, anytime you're close to it, you have to make very difficult decisions. Do I stick with what's working or do I try something new? Well, more than likely you're going to, you're going to try something new at some point, but it depends on when you try something new. If you're so close to that threshold, you're going to stick with what's working at the risk of getting burnt out. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you've been playing the same game for nine, 10 months and you've built your audience from zero to 80 or higher, uh, are you going to want to play that game afterwards? So it was difficult for me only because I want to play so many different games, but somewhere along the lines, I did actually make that decision. I'm going to stick with cities, planet coaster and Sims, but then I mostly just stuck to cities as it came crunch time when I got into the application window. But Cities always has an audience somewhere because Cities Skylines itself is always growing. And my advice to somebody who's looking to start building a community to pick one game that has an established community of itself. I had probably about six denials. Mm-hmm. And then I had a, a conversation with somebody who I know who works at Twitch. And I said offhandedly, I was like, I just got denied again. And I'm probably not going to apply until I have a thousand viewers or uh, next December, whichever comes first. And two weeks later, I had rate, I got rated by Twitch staff nice. saying I was partnered. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. That's pretty awesome. Now you said that, uh, Communities kind of play a part in that. Now I've noticed you've got a very established community. Your your community seems very tight knit. Would you say that they were kind of a byproduct of those games, or was that just something that happened on its own naturally? Uh, it, it's both, both because like city city management strategy, single player type games of of natures like that, where you're you're building stuff. You know, it's more about. I build it to share with people like here's a screenshot of my city and people support you that way because they're always sharing things with each other. And that is already established a little more so than, Oh, Hey, I just got a a chicken dinner. Yay. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. And then everybody else is like, well, I can't get one. I've played this game for 500 hours. I still can't get one. You know, you have like that animosity built in between the PVP game so that helped. But then it's also the nature of myself. My whole goal is to build a community. And my whole goal is to build a community for a positive force. There's a lot of negativity in the world, and I want to counteract that. I love hearing that because we, you're, you're absolutely right. We have way too much negativity and positive places to, to hang out and be with your friends is always a good thing. And your, your streams have always right. been pretty positive and, and great every time I've been in there. So yeah, unless I'm sick, then I get then I just get quiet. <laughs> <laughs> now with uh, partnership in the bag, you got your YouTube that you're building. Is there any other goals that you're you're aiming for right now? That's actually like my biggest hurdle right now. My goal is to find a goal. Okay. <laughs> Other than just to keep going, like keep going and keep building. You know, I 
I don't like to me- it goals have to be something that are obtainable, achievable, and measurable, right? You mm-hmm. can't set an unrealistic goal. I did set a goal. So with the charity, so one thing would be to raise more charity. Uh, with the charity stream that uh, Epic Streamers was involved in that we all did, my personal goal was $500. Mm-hmm. And that turned into more than $1,000. And I just kept upping it to make sure that, you know, I want to achieve more, but I didn't want to set the expectation of like $7,000. We're going to raise $7,000 when the whole overall goal was 4000 We could do that. Um, I have no doubt that with enough time I could do that. But I guess another goal that I would have would be to raise more money for charity. I'm currently doing a dollar per sub for charity. So if somebody subscribes, there's a dollar of that that goes to charity. Very cool. That is a, that's a great idea. But yeah, I don't have a goal. And that's, that's like, I'm in this weird limbo. I've not had this position in my life where I didn't know what I want yet. I'm sure something will come around. It'll just, it'll hit you like a ton of bricks and be like, that's it. That's what I got to do. It always does. Well, I know what I want. I want to rearrange my studio, but that's not, I mean, that's like a day. Right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we're glad to have you here. And I guess I'm going to ask you our very first question of the show. Last question for you. What are we, what have you been playing lately outside of Frostpunk since we know you've been playing that? Uh, so Frostpunk is a big one. Surviving Mars came out recently, and that's been a huge one. I've been really active in both of those two game communities. Uh, and then Planet Coaster had an update called Studios Pack, which allows you to make Hollywood studio-esque type parks where you can have some, uh, let's say, uh, stunt things where cars are flipping over, they're tumbling, they're exploding. You can have explosions, uh, green screens. And camera crews and a little, if you've seen like the Hollywood tours, uh, you have those little little tour buses that walk around that are open that drive you through the back lot. You have that as a new ride. So it's been those three. And then up soon, I'm going to be focusing again on cities because there's going to be a DLC that drops. And I'm putting together a 12-hour stream for that launch party. Nice. And there's a couple other games. The Jurassic World Evolution comes out soon, so I'll probably be hitting that up for sure because they make the people that make that make Planet Coaster. Uh, and then uh, I still have yet to finish my Witcher Three playthrough. Really? <laughs> Sounds like this guy. Yeah, me either. <laughs> haven't either. All right, uh, Todd, you've been playing what? God of War. God of War still. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I've been watching those streams. Oh, they're so good. That yes. game is so good. It's so good. And I wish I could talk about it with somebody, but well, he hasn't I'm sorry. I yet. told you I've got a backlog. I'm trying to catch up on. It's okay I though, because. Uh, but watching that game, I uh, it inspired me to finish Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I love that game too. Yeah, that was a great one. I am so behind. <laughs> I hear you. It happens so fast too. Because there's so I many know. games that come out, and you just feel like you've got to catch up, and then you can't play the other games because you're playing the new one. I just trade them in. Like I, I get one, and I'm like, I'm never going to play this game. It's gonna, I'm going to get $40 for it. Mm-hmm. And then I'll buy it again for 12 later <laughs> and play it. Right, just so you can have it again. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you, you got the itch or something, yeah, to, to get it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Happens every time. Well, I've been uh, trying to catch up on Watch Dogs 2. I'm really focused on the story instead of the side mission. So yep. I think I'm She'll making God of War. I, I feel like I'm making <laughs> headway on that. So, uh, uh, that's what we're maybe playing. Maybe that's my goal. Finish <laughs> yeah. all the games I haven't finished. There you go. Now you've got a goal. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Yay. <laughs> We've set one. All right. Let's get into some news and get some opinions, guys. Um, first of all, uh, the first few stories that I have actually involve lawsuits, believe it or not. Nice. Uh, our first uh, story is Valve has actually been ordered to pay a $3 million fine after a high court in Australia dismissed the company's appeal against the ruling that stated that they were in violation of Australian consumer law by engaging in, quote, misleading or deceptive conduct and made false or misleading representations, end quote, in regards to their refund policy. Now, this is in reference to refunds to digitally downloaded games via Steam's website or their Steam client. Is it just No Man's Sky? (laughs) (laughs) I think. 
Uh, Valve argued that games distributed through Steam are not classified as goods according to Australian consumer law. However, the high court disagreed, stating that the transaction of funds for a product still takes place, and any consumer who purchases a faulty product is entitled to a replacement or refund, physical or not. And I kind of feel like them saying that it's not a good what is that? I mean, yeah, like, it's crazy. You, you made a purchase. It's despite it not yeah. being a, a, a an actual physical piece of hardware, it's still a good. You yeah. made a purchase. You it's made a, a transaction. Exactly. Like when I when I get something from Naughty Dog, they got the goods, so I go get it. Right. So right. I I, right. I can't really agree with Valve here. I kind of agree with the Australian High Court. It's a good. It's it might be digital, but it's still a good. You purchase something. Oh, Gabe was trying to get extra cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on Australia's side with that one. Yeah, so, definitely. Eh. Uh, the next one actually comes uh, from Quantic Dream, who is suing the suing two French media outlets, Le Monde and Mediapart, which ran stories that stated numerous members of the development team on Detroit Become Human claimed to be overworked, and the work environment was filled with racist, homophobic, and sexist behavior. David Cage, who is CEO of Quantic Dream, said that these claims are ridiculous, absurd, and grotesque and have no place within the company. Do you think it's true? I feel like that would have if that was the case, you would have heard way more and way sooner. You know what I mean? Yeah. Easily, what do you think? Uh, so the charge is that they have uh they're discriminating, right? Yes. Is that the, the official charge? I mean well, I mean, people could be silent for a while. Um, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of stuff. There's just a lot of stuff going on. I was watching the news today, just like waking up, and they're talking about Tom Brokaw having a I saw sexual that. harassment lawsuit. I'm like... <laughs> yeah. I think you could file one on any dude, though. <laughs> what? <laughs> exactly. I mean, Tom Brokaw, of all people, would be the last person in the world, but... There it is. Uh, well, I mean, we don't know. Like, yeah, it's not true. like we were there. Um, I I think that it's a real. I think that we're in a very, very peculiar spot in our in our history as people. Uh, people are being. They're being more. They're being encouraged to speak up more, which is good. But at the downside is is sometimes I think some people might be doing it because they want to get on the bandwagon, which mm-hmm. is the mob yep. mentality. If there's any truth to this, I'm sure that it will, it will, you know, come out, but it's just hard to believe that it's as prevalent. Well, I guess it's not as hard to believe I've, I've been the victim or recipient of, of some of that, but, uh, I don't know. It's just, I feel that there's more excess of claims that are going around than what there might really be, even though I think that that could be wrong to think. But I think people are jumping on the bandwagon. Sure. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's... Uh, people need to... Uh, sorry. People need to kind of not, like, accept discrimination and inequality, but people need to have logic and reasoning and not mob mentality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's where it gets kind of crazy to try and understand who to believe sometimes because when you don't believe the victim, then you feel like you're dismissing their claims, which is something that a lot of people have done. But when you have these people who come forward and it just becomes more and more common, you start to wonder who is, who's telling the truth and who's not. And it, it, it creates I, a very yeah, hard yeah. dichotomy. Yeah. So you want to believe it's the victims steady. every time. Right, 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 right. And I want to yell at people who've done it, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah. And it, what's more except, uh, upsetting is that when it's droves of people yeah, that come from one, like Bill Cosby. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was going to say, yeah. just like Bill Cosby. <laughs> like, wow. I mean, that, I that was that a hard pill to swallow it for really a while. It really was. You know? I defended him for a minute. And then after all this stuff come out, I was like, nope, sorry, yeah. Bill, I can't be on your bandwagon <laughs> no more. Well, I mean, so the Me Too, the Me Too movement is powerful and, it, and it, it, it unites and it gives people a voice and it gives a little hope and encouragement. But at the same time, there are things that go on in, in 
our world where I can't have free speech on a college campus because I might offend somebody. Yeah. We now have a development of the I'm offended culture mm-hmm. when if I have one belief and you have another belief, the way we come to an understanding is if we have to have a discussion. And I can only have a discussion if you're willing to sit there and listen. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, definitely no one wants to have a conversation anymore. It's always yelling. You know who did it right? Louis C.K. He just came right out and said, yeah, I did it. <laughs> I pulled my thing out right in front of those women. Yeah. I told him they could leave. It didn't make it any right, but he you don't even talk about him anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. He just kind of just came right out You're and said it. You're done. Yeah. Like, yeah. I screwed up. I mean, it cost him a movie, but, you know. It's out in the open. He got it over with. It's done. You don't have to just move on from that. Do better next time. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, at least the next one is not about any more of this. Yeah, it's uh, that's all day. Uh, the next one is uh, the Netherlands Gaming Authority conducted a study on loot box systems in games and have now concluded that four out of every ten loot boxes are in violation of the law. Boom, arrest and them. prohibited according to the Betting and Gaming Act. They state that since coincidence determines the content and the content can then be traded outside the game, said content has value, therefore making it illegal to offer such a game without a license. So a few of the games listed on the study were FIFA 18, PUBG, and Rocket League. Uh, The Gaming Authority wants to also restrict what they call addiction-sensitive elements, which I never really thought about until I read into it. It's when music plays or they, they shoot off little fireworks when you open the boxes. Yeah. That never occurred to me, but yeah, there, there's that sense of reward when you do that. Uh, yeah, on Call of Duty, it goes and something like, all right. Yeah, so they, they want to restrict that as well because it gives you that sense of winning a prize. So with these new policies in place... that's the whole point. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that Digital you get fireworks. That mm-hmm. So with these uh, new provisions in place, the Gaming Authority is giving game providers until June 20th to make the necessary adjustments before legal action will take place. Is that just in the Netherlands? That's just in the Netherlands. That's my question, though. Do you think this will go worldwide? I hope so. I hope so, dude. I don't like loot boxes in that sense. Mm -hmm. I can understand if you... Something that I can unlock in the game, but you could pay 99 cents and go ahead and get it. Yeah. Kind of like what you were saying for, I think, Injustice. Mm -hmm. The same way. If I just... Okay, I want that now. Yeah. 99 cents, boom, you got it. I know what I'm getting. Those are okay. But you can really mess it up, mm. like, easy. Well, wasn't it uh, Battlefield 2? Yeah. Was that? No, battle, uh, uh, the the Jedi, the... Oh, no, uh, Battlefront. Battlefront, yeah. Battlefront. Yeah, they screwed that up so bad. Wasn't that, like, the one that... Yeah, sorry. I, you could tell I really play those games. <laughs> um, wasn't that, uh, wasn't that kind of like the kickoff moment? Pretty uh, much this whole gambling, anti-gambling thing. Yeah, right. It, it's the one that really started the movement. Like yeah, so, that's crazy. Well, I don't know because didn't you get? I mean, you would get loot boxes in Overwatch, and you would get some like prizes or something and heroes, right? Yeah, so but for Blizzard whatever was reason, already doing something. But like with Blizzard, if I wanted to, I could buy. Just as was said earlier, I could spend my dollar on that champion, right? Mm-hmm. Similar to League of Legends, I can spend my money to buy something to get a champion as opposed to just randomly earn stuff and unlock it. Uh, in late game of League, don't you collect, but you like collect champion shards or something and you something put them together. Yeah. Um, or you could spend money. My husband has spent money on League and I mean, that's fine. It helps the development. But the outright gambling that was pretty much just put forth in uh, Battlefront 2 mm-hmm. was like, wow. It's just obvious. I have a one in one millionth chance to improve my character. Excuse yeah. me? That was that was a developer <laughs> taking it a step too far. Yeah. Like they wanted to see how uh, far they could test the waters. I'm just glad some that I'm glad that this one time that the you know, the gaming community is as vocal as it is because mm-hmm. that would have screwed everything up for sure. Well, as far as it going worldwide, yeah, probably because kids play games mm-hmm. and gambling is also an addiction. But mm-hmm. at the same time, the reason why we play games is 
we get that sense of reward. We get that that shot of um, accomplishment, right? Sure. When we get something, you know, playing WoW when the boss dies, yay, and getting that mount I farmed for four years and 32 days and 21 hours and 42 minutes and 36 seconds of playtime, and I finally got it, I felt really good. <laughs> That's a long time. <laughs> yeah, I <bet. laughs> I'd have stopped it a week. Yeah. I ain't doing it in a long <laughs> All right. Uh, the next story I've gotten, uh, I'm definitely going to want some opinions on this one because uh, this was something I kind of picked up last minute. Amazon has renewed its partnership with the NFL to bring 11 Thursday night football games back to Amazon Prime Video. However, those same games will be available to watch on Twitch so viewers can interact with other football fans. Now, the NFL has tried this avenue before on Twitter, but there was no success, or at least not the success they were hoping for. But with Twitch, this gives a platform designed for interactivity, and the NFL hopes to provide members with a unique experience with numerous interactive features to engage fans on a deeper level. Do you think this is a good idea? Not just for engagement's sake, but the NFL on Twitch. Yeah, I don't see no problem. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, here's why. And here's like, there's been a few larger YouTube uh, content creators jump to, to Twitch. Obvious reason, right? Sometimes mm. they, uh, they feel a little slighted. Their, their, their revenue might be down or, you know, they're getting kind of blindsided by some demonetization, you know, all, all the like content creator concerns and gripes that most of us have. Uh, suddenly they find themselves just wanting to do something new. So as some people have come over, there's been a lot of negativity around those people coming over to Twitch as a whole. Mm -hmm. And it was pretty prevalent on Twitter. But the, the idea is, is that if we look at the numbers and we look at who goes where, and how many people do what? YouTube is a huge website. And Twitch is maybe one one-twentieth of it. Mm -hmm. Right? So bring the NFL to Twitch is going to bring more people to Twitch. Or at least interested in, oh, I could watch the game while I'm at work on a computer. I don't have a TV, mm -hmm. but I have to work Thursday night they can now watch the game on Twitch for free. It's a good call. Because if yeah. it's on Twitch, you don't need the Amazon Prime. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. You could just watch it. So, hey. Oh, now, now that I'm on this website, what else does it have? It's got football. Oh, look, here's, uh, here's competitive esports. Oh, I didn't know people could do this. That's, That's a good, a good argument. All right. Yeah. I can take that, yeah. Because I was curious how if people would react. That website, bam. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, that's a that's a definitely good uh, good argument for that. Because I'm sure others will not see it the same way. They're going to see it as a negative. Oh, they're taking my audience and whatnot. But I mean, that's a what you're saying is a valid point. You're bringing more eyes to it. Therefore, there's a better shot that you can be seen. And plus, you know, they can. Um... Well, yes, but uh... <clears throat> go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. They could um, run ads too. So. Mm -hmm. They can make money that way, you know, getting people, you know, just in Twitch. And then instead of the regular commercials on Channel 5 or wherever it's playing at, also, you know, promote Amazon. Yeah, true. Uh, yeah, and uh, the people that say they're taking my viewers away are looking at content creation and the whole industry of content creation completely wrong. Yeah. It is a community Twitch is a community. YouTube is a community. And we're all in it together. And when you have that competitive streak, I get it because I can get competitive and I can start comparing numbers and all that stuff. But you have to, you have to be on the lookout for what's good for the community. Mm. And when a larger broadcaster jumps into the game directory that I happen to be in, I might be a Twitch partner, but I'm awfully small. And that's fine. Um, they're going to own the directory. 
I'm going to be buried potentially, especially when it's a hot game. I'll probably be three, four, five lines down because you'll have Dance Gaming, you'll have Co-Carnage, you'll have a bunch of large uh, Day 9, you'll have a whole bunch of large channels and communities jump on the game because it's launched today, and then they'll jump out. But what it does is it gets people interested in the game, and then people will follow that game directory and find other content creators when they want to know more about that game because their go-to entertainment when they're stuck at work for the new game now isn't playing the game and they can't get answers because the chat's too busy. So they're going to come back and they're going to find other people and get answers. So yeah, bring it on. Yeah. That's actually what I did when I first started Twitch is trying to find a smaller community just to kind of get my foot, you know, into the water just to test it out. So good point. All right. Uh, I got a few quick hits here. Quick hits. Uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider trailer was released today which will be Monday, uh, Friday for everyone listening. Uh, there's a September 14th release date attached, mm-hmm. and it's touted as the end of the beginning. The end of the beginning. Yeah, so I'm guessing like her origin story yeah. or whatnot. So, huh. This is the Wait, end of the beginning. The, end, the beginning of the end or the end of the no, beginning? No, the, the end of the beginning. So I'm assuming this is supposed to be the lead-up to the what would have been the original Tomb Raider. I'm guessing. So you think they're going to do another one? I don't know. I think we should play it first. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. But that's... I don't know. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, I guess. I, I won't buy it day one, but nah, I will I'll play it. I'll be playing Spider-Man still, probably. That's true. Seven days before. Yeah. That's ballsy. Spider-Man's going to mop gonna be a big, with it. I, I think so. Maybe, well, maybe, well, I don't know. <clears throat> I Yeah, that's kind of hard. Because Tomb Raider has a very established... like base right there's a there's a directory on twitch for two Raider that usually has a couple hundred people always there um but i just i'm kind of troubled by the trend of let's do a prequel in a video game yeah i mean it was an interesting <laughs> take on it yeah but yeah I, it doesn't need to be done all the time no. uh, right. earth defense four five is officially coming to the u.s i don't know if Either I know I've talked to you about it. Are you yeah. familiar with EDF? Does it um, I can't say that I am. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's a. But I'm not. I recently got introduced to it. I think last year. It's kind of a shooter where it kind of reminds me of the movie Starship Troopers or Aliens Come Down, and you're a trooper who has to mm. go and just destroy all the aliens and whatnot. It's a it's a pretty interesting game. Just you know, fun kind of drop in in and out. You know, yeah. I don't I wouldn't say I'd play long sessions of it, but it's just fun to to kick around with friends. So the fifth one's officially coming out over here. Uh, Sony made a mention today of jumping on the mobile gaming bandwagon. I've seen that during a recent financial meeting. What do you think uh, that's all about? I don't know, man. It, I feel like they just go make games, you know. I think they see what Nintendo is doing and they're kind of yeah. getting worried because Nintendo's, yeah. they were one of the, the first to say, we're never going to do mobile gaming. And now they've got, what, three or four out there now? Yeah, but they, you know, Sony had that big push with, uh, what, PlayStation Mobile. Mm-hmm. And that just did not end up well, you mm-hmm. know? They ended up porting them uh, to Vita. Well, I mean, nowadays we have mobile phones, right? Mm-hmm. We have our, they have our smartphones. Uh, I remember there was an Apple keynote when they introduced uh, Mario Run. Yeah, was coming to iOS, and that was a pretty big deal because that was like their first game on a mobile platform that wasn't their own hardware. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I mean, it's it's more prevalent. Like even Razer, which is make you know typically makes mice and keyboards, is what we usually think about them. Uh, it has a phone. Yeah. <laughs> It's the way of the future. So, you know, don't d- never say never is another yeah. example of why you should never say never. Yeah, I yeah. think uh, I'll say within the next year we'll probably see a game from Sony on. Well, they you know they had four. What that? Do you remember what I'm talking about? There was some stupid little games like, like Fat Princess and No, not Fat Princess. And they might have had one there Fat Princess one. game. I'm I can't sure remember. That I remember on... there was a game about bugs or germs or something like that. I thought I think they're still on there. I think they're talking about. Yeah, I, I know there was they... an Uncharted puzzle game. Yeah, well, I don't think that was in the first group. That just came out after Uncharted Four did. I don't. I, don't... Re- I mean, that that shows <laughs> they're not 
they it, need to step yeah. up their game because I don't well, remember. Well, they quit. They stopped. They yeah. closed that whole little PlayStation Mobile thing down. They didn't. It was just like if a game comes out mobile, it comes out. You know, like yeah. like that. I guess. Eh. Who knows? Right. Uh, Insomniac officially released the Iron Spider suit reveal for Spider-Man on the PS4, and you also got to see the homemade costume from the movie. Oh, nice. That was on the, the cell phone he was swapping <laughs> through. That was actually a cool feature. I don't know if it's going to be featured in the game, but he was flipping through his phone looking at his costumes, and then he pressed it, and then he was in that costume. So I'm curious if that's going to be a feature in the game. Right. You know, it's a simple little thing, but it, I don't know. It just seemed neat on the cuff, you know, just... There, I want that one. Gone. Uh, Valve acquired Firewatch developer Campo Santo this week. I heard that. So uh, I love that Firewatch game. Firewatch was good. I got that. I haven't played it. I met them at PAX. Mm-hmm. I haven't played it. It's, it's definitely something <laughs> to uh, to get into. It's story-based, I'd say. It's, it's, it's almost like a walking simulator, but it's got, I don't know, it's got a great story. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a new Doom movie coming out. <laughs> <laughs> it's for real, huh? Yeah. There was an original one? Where have I been? Uh, yeah. When, when did it come out? Like um, early Late 90s, early 2000s, yeah. Starred The Rock. It was a, it, it was forgettable. So yeah. if you didn't see it, there's a good reason. <laughs> I forgot that I saw it. Do you said it? Uh, she's, there was an actress singer called Nina Bergman said she's in the film. This is how it got revealed. Said she's working with a super cool director, but she never said who it was. Michael so, Bay. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other part that goes along with that, which makes me think, hey, maybe, uh, reportedly it's going straight to home video release. Oh, so they that's already don't Bay have all a over. belief in it. Whatsoever. Either that or what's that one, not Bloomhouse, the ones that do all that stuff on sci-fi? Who are oh, they? The, the Asylum. Yeah, it's going to be them. Gosh. They're going to do it. They ruined sharks for me. Yeah, until, what, The Shallows? The Meg comes out, maybe. (laughs) God, Sharknado. Yeah. Uh, The Sonic the Hedgehog movie logo was seen at CinemaCon. Oh, my gosh. And it looked like Sonic the Hedgehog. (laughs) It looked just like him. He's wearing his shoes. Go figure. Yeah. It wasn't anything special. It was like, oh, there, that thing. (laughs) Uh, early footage of the Friday the 13th uh, new engine running on its new updated engine was shown. The graphics didn't look all that different. It just looked darker. Like they they uh, increased the shading to it. So it, I think there's more emphasis on flashlights now. Right. Well, that's cool. So, uh, trying to be like well, but daylight. what if I turn on my brightness? Yeah. Or not see, my brightness, exactly. but I adjust the, the gamma. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, that could easily work for sure because it didn't look like it was that deep in black. So, that's still in. That's still technically early access, is it not? Uh no, it's a, no, it's official. It's an official full release, and they're redoing the engine. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, right now, I think they they were actually going to release it this month, and they said they had uh, they it wasn't ready, which it's not surprising with that developer. I love the game, but. They can't stay on schedule for anything. That's the only thing. The only gripe I have about them is every time they're like, "Oh yeah, we got this thing coming out," and it, it's time, and you're like, "All right, where is it?" And it never happens. They should take a lesson from Apple. You never say you have something new until you actually have something new. Yep. And the last <laughs> thing that I have, uh, back to the mobile thing, is Nintendo has partnered with a new mobile developer called Psy Games. And they are developing a new game called Dragalia, or Dragalia Lost, excuse me. And that's a brand new IP. So that's that's new for Nintendo. That yeah. brand new IP going to a mobile device. That's that's uncharted territory for them. Yeah, that is. Some interesting. Straight to mobile. Straight to mobile. So I'm I'm kind of interested to see how that goes. Uh, speaking of Nintendo. On June 28th, current president of Nintendo, Tatsumi Kashima, uh, who had been more of a stand-in after the untimely passing of former president Satoru Iwata, will be stepping down, and Shintaro Furukawa uh, will step in as the new and permanent president of the company. Furukawa has been noted as having a huge role in the success of the Switch, and previously acted as the outside director of the Pokemon Company for the last six years. 
with deep background in marketing, close ties with Pokemon, and a somewhat youthful age. According to Eastern standards, 46 is young. Yeah, it's young. Because I'm pretty close to it, so it's young. Okay. Well, I mean, they, they feel like that's a young age for someone to take over as CEO. I feel like that's okay. <laughs> like, it doesn't sound young to me, but whatever. Uh, um, it's probably an appropriate age. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it'll be interesting to see in what direction he'll take the company. I would probably say if he had a huge hand in the success of the Switch, that's probably what got him the job. Because it's been a marketing cash cow for them. Yeah, it has. It's that's see, that was the thing I worried about with Sony, like mobile. Are you going to start? You going to like dive into a Vita again and forget about the PS4? You know, you start putting your eggs in too many baskets. You know, mm-hmm. I hate when they do that. Maybe, but if they're just talking about a cell phone, I'm okay with that. You know, mm-hmm. just do it better. Do it better than you did. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Uh... The next thing I have is it was announced this week that Microsoft and Discord have teamed up to integrate Discord into the Xbox One, giving players more options on how to play and communicate with their friends online. Now, this feature is not yet available. Within the coming weeks, Xbox owners will be able to link their accounts to their Discord servers to prepare for a full launch. Uh, Thoughts on that? I mean, how do you think that's going to improve what everyone's already doing currently with their platforms? You can talk to PCs, maybe? You think so? Yeah. Maybe like uh, uh, cross-platform connectivity? That'd be the only thing, because you already have that, really, with just a party chat. Mm -hmm. But that adds um, PC, I think. You know, That's the, the way I think they're looking at it. What do you think, Easily? Well, as a Discord partner, more the merrier. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, isn't Sea of Thieves cross-platform? I wasn't there like a way, there was like a problem where they couldn't talk to each other for a while? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure it is. So it was so. Xbox and PC, correct? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because yeah, that's only to its own. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, it might, it might help that connectivity, you know, connectivity like that. Because uh, I know that Somebody was complaining about it, and I was like, eh, I don't want to deal with that. I won't try that game right now. Um, yeah, I mean, that's cool. And I, I like, on the PlayStation, I have a Twitch app to yeah. pull up. So. Gives you other options, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. Uh, the next story I have almost kind of borderlines into our rumors, but I felt like it was kind of beefy enough to kind of hold off on its own so i just kind of added it so it's it's a precursor to our full rumors uh there's a rumor going around that final fantasy 7 remake is in uh is in pretty bad shape like nearly not as far along as we were led to believe the story suggests that square enix outsourced a portion of the game to CyberConnect 2 but were so impressed with their work that they tossed it all in the garbage and started from scratch there was also a Reddit thread where a game or one of the game's art directors, Dan Sukasa, seemingly confirmed the poor quality from CyberConnect. However, and this is where it becomes rumor territory, all of this came down to the wire, or once it all came down to the wire, uh, Sukasa's social media accounts were deleted, which leads me to believe it could have been a troll. Could have been. Just coming in there, starting some Reddit garbage, and then it's like, nope, I was never here. Or somebody that works for them, and they're not supposed to say anything. Uh, well, that was one of the statements he made is, you know, I can't tell you who I work for. I could get into a lot of trouble. So, it's possible. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? I can totally see that happening. I mean, I'm, I've been looking forward to the game, but it's been so quiet. We've not heard anything for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, see it happening where they uh, they put their trust in another company and then it all kind of fell through or yeah. the troll trying to start rumors I could see the company or I guess Square Enix not being impressed with the work they did mm-hmm. and just scrapping it uh, according to some of the things that I found out yeah. Cyber Connect has a uh, reputation for shoddy work yeah. which Kind of makes me wonder why they even outsourced to them in the first place. If that's their notability or notoriety for that matter, why did you go with them? 
Yeah, that's the that's the million dollar question. Uh, sometimes it's cheaper to pay another company to do it, and they probably were enticed by a very convenient price. If that's the case, yeah. I mean it's business, right? Yeah. They still got to yeah. make business. Otherwise, the game's going to be two hundred dollars when it's out. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh... Rumor time. I only got three outside Just of that. Just three? One. Just three. It was very quiet on the rumor front, unless you wanted to start rumoring about Fortnite and PUBG, which I'm so tired of talking about. Yeah. I've heard is Fortnite on its way out? Yeah. No, it's, it's not. It's Fortnite and, and PUBG all the time now. This. Ugh. All right. We're talking about it. Stop. Uh, rumors. <laughs> uh, the next Xbox will focus on streaming and backward compatibility. True or false? Um, definitely true. Backward compatibility in what way? Just always integrating their uh, games? I say that that's going to be a big thing for everybody. Because, you know, that when they brought out the PS4 Pro, they started talking about that forward compatibility. Uh, compatibility. So mm-hmm. it's almost like from here on out, anything we have is going to go forward. Yeah. It felt like, you know? So, you know, who knows? Okay. Well, there should always be some level of forward compatibility. Although... You know, a ten-year-old game that was released on a on like a PS3 should still work on the four, right? But when it's thirty years, it might not work on like the PS22, mm. right? Oh my God, I hope it's not but, PS22. We'll be long gone before that. <laughs> I happens. hope to God they pick some other kind of name by the end. But but it, I mean, what works what works today should, in theory, work in the future on a console, in my opinion. Uh, when they would change car- from one cartridge to another to another to another, right? That's when you had the problem of compatibility. Mm-hmm. But then when it was DVD source material, a DVD still stays the same. It's right. the same stuff. So at that point, it was the coding and the architecture. So maybe from uh, 1632 to, to 64-bit to HD 4K, etc. I mean, there might be something like that, but I mean... If that rumor is true, which focus on streaming, like streaming the game from a cloud or streaming as in I stream on Twitch mm-hmm. type streaming. Yeah. Which I mean, type streaming is it? There's I people know. that stream off said, an Xbox. They just said streaming. So I would assume off the Xbox. Well, yeah. Microsoft owns Mixer. Yeah. So it would probably integrate Mixer into the next Xbox to try and make it more palatable. Well, it's already in there now. Well, yeah, yeah but if you're now. building the hardware around it, yeah, but then uh, that I sense. that would li- I would think that that would I mean maybe I mean would that really limit the gaming space? Probably That's, not. No. But in terms of websites, it's a uh, YouTube, Twitch, and then Mixer's way at the bottom behind like UStream or something. Mm-hmm. It's kind of silly. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, Microsoft has done crazier Far things. Sillier. So. Speaking of which, they're also rumored to be reviving the Blood Forge franchise. Blood Forge? Yeah, I don't even know what that is. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I think it died somewhere. And yeah. I'm just like, all right. <laughs> Yay. They started making it, but never put it out. <laughs> yeah. And the last one I have is that Call of Duty Battle Royale is possibly coming to the Nintendo Switch. Uh, yeah. I could see that being true. Everyone needs there's to get on the Call of Duty Battle Royale. Uh, yeah, tell Every, us about that. Is there? <laughs> um, I I haven't played it, but yes, there is a battle royale, and I believe that I was listening to Ubisoft talk, and they said that by next year, that every first-person shooter will have a battle royale mode. Yeah, probably. I could see that. <sighs> yeah, we're all going to be burned out. I'm telling you. No, I just won't play them. No, I won't even. I'll play well, the story mode. Now there needs to be a City Skylines Battle Royale. Yeah. <laughs> I would watch that. <laughs> your, your city could batter, uh, battle another city. Yeah. Who can build it the fastest? And have a, their own army, you know? Yeah. Like, cool. Not really, but... All right. A few bits of weird news. Even though they're not as weird as usual, they're just... This is You're where slacking they can, in I'm the weird sorry. news, man. No one, no one has topped the Luigi story. It's just... Yeah. Oh, I got, I've got one weird news for you. Just to, okay. I just want to show you a picture... It's just to describe it is a picture of Kratos from God of War okay. shaved. Okay. He what? 
his beard is gone. <laughs> go. Boom, there you go. He looks weird, don't he? Yeah. Can you see that? Yeah, that's odd. Yeah. That's very <laughs> odd. That's weird beard. news for you. Okay. And you can put that picture up somewhere. All right, so everybody look up uh, Kratos shaved. Yeah, he looks weird. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll share it on the Like, why would you do that, though? You know, like, who? I'm just going to shave Kratos. And put it people, on people yeah. have done crazy. They they shaved Henry Cavill. Yeah. Again, <laughs> I seen a thing that said uh, that that's not weird. Kratos not having a beard, but you shave Luigi and Mario, no, oh, you're gonna have people go crazy. <laughs> uh, well, funny enough, you should say stuff like that. Uh, okay. Slid into it. For no, me. no, it's not about shaving them. Uh, so during an interview while out promoting his new film Ready Player One, Steven Spielberg was quoted as saying something a bit weird. He was asked about his experiences with VR, since that's a heavy influence in the movie, and he was quoted as saying he played Mario at PlayStation. Now, one thing to note here <laughs> is that this was an overseas interview where his answers were actually being translated via Google Translate. And don't forget that we've mentioned on the show before that in Japan there is an actual Mario Kart VR in an arcade somewhere. Right. So... The question is, did he actually play Mario in VR? Or is he just one of those old fuddy-duddies that gets names wrong and be like, I like that Halloween movie with that Jason character in it. That Nintendo. That's what my daddy used to call it. Nintendo. I think think that they probably mistranslated. Because if you actually read through a lot of the text... Some of it just didn't make sense. He might not have missed... He might have just said it wrong. Maybe he said, I played Mario... I played VR, and then it just kind of smushed it together. And played VR on PlayStation. Yeah. Played Mario well, I mean, and VR on PlayStation. he's a pretty intelligent person. Yeah. yeah. So I I don't feel like he said that. So are we all in agreement that it's just translation? Translation. Translation. I agree. Two yeah. thumbs up? Uh, yeah, or it's like <laughs> um, he he doesn't really play video games, but I'm I'm pretty sure he does play a little something everybody does even if they claim they don't too they've done it they just don't realize they've done it mm-hmm. yep I, I feel like he would at least know the difference between who's who at yeah. least that you know, everybody Sony. knows Mario um, now the next one it's an interesting little story I've actually got to go look this up myself there's a YouTuber by the name of who goes by the name of MPAP I guess I'm saying that right just MPAP uh, has pulled off a remarkable feat by defeating Mike Tyson's punch-out blindfolded. Oh, Jesus Christ. How okay. in the world did you do that? Now, he's a, a professional speed runner, speed runner gamer who has been studying sound patterns and strategies from the game and actually from other game uh, other gamers who do the same thing, trying to learn their moves and study their, their techniques. So he after he figured all this out and got all the sound cues down... He pulled this amazing feat off and did it within 21 minutes. Wow. 21 minutes. All blindfolded. Damn. Mm-hmm. And you can go to his YouTube channel right now and check it out. That is nice. Yeah. I would actually like to see it, how he pulled that off. Because I'd like some of the, see it not just, blindfolded. Just thinking of, of Punch-Out with the sound cues, I don't know. I don't recall there being that many other than a few little things here or there. There were some, Meryl, you know, like they would make yeah, it. but <laughs> I feel like they were few and far between enough to. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just well timing, maybe. Uh, the mysterious thing about sound is that you half the time don't remember or recognize that it's there, but your mind knows it. Yeah. That's a great sound designer. Will uh, you won't know they're there, but you're going to appreciate the sound for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh... I got some awesome stuff, maybe. Oh, so I get to choose? Yeah, and easily can yeah, she, she, can she might actually be on my side. Awesome. We're, we're going to see if what, this is what, awesome. What's awesome? Awesome stuff is a new segment I found, or I started, where I find some unique little piece of uh, memorabilia or something like that and try to see if it'll pique your interest. Something that you might actually want to go out and buy. And we get to judge whether it's awesome well, or not. Well, he's been judging. You're yeah. the first person. Whether it's person. awesome or not? Okay. Yeah. If you want to, you think it's awesome. So the Hallmark Company is synonymous with uh, green cards, and they also do collectibles. Don't you start. <laughs> uh, such collectibles that you can get are well-crafted Christmas ornaments. Okay? Okay. This year, why not decorate your Christmas tree with a little bit of gaming flair? 
Hallmark is releasing three special Nintendo ornaments for the holiday season. <laughs> the first is a Mario Kart themed ornament uh, with Mario driving his cart and holding a checkered flag. The next one features Link in a crouched defensive stance. And the last is a Donkey Kong arcade cabinet, which may or may not play sound effects. I would, I want the Donkey Kong one. Awesome. Okay. Hallmark has re- actually released other game-themed ornaments in the past based on Pac-Man and Galaga, very much in the same vein as the Donkey Kong arcade cabinet. There's no word on price, but Mario and Link will be available this July, and Don- Donkey Kong will be available in October. Do you want it? I want the Donkey Kong one. Easily, do you want it? Uh, it's nerdy enough, yes. Okay. So we're going with awesome. Just We have to lump right. them all together. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> Thumbs up. Woo-hoo. I do want to know what sound effects they'll use for a little arcade cabinet, though. Yeah. Just maybe the music. Mm-hmm. Music would be good. Don't, don't do something like that, though. Something like that. I don't know. Uh, probably like the load-up screen chime. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be good. I just want the cabinet. They even have to make a sound. Well... You just got to ruin it. No, I'm just saying, I don't care what the sound is, really. <laughs> okay. I just want the cabinet. Uh, let's see. I've actually got a topic this week, and I, I'm kind of curious to get some opinions on this, because I've, I've kind of held off on this one. I felt like it's kind of a universal topic we could bring up at any point. Uh, some time ago, there was a Twitter discussion on uh, about game preservation. I kind of made a note of it. Not sure who all was involved, but the idea was that video games needed to be preserved much like film. However, one person argued that digital form, much like they're doing now with virtual consoles, is not a proper form of preservation. He stated that every aspect about it needed to be preserved right down to the very controller they were played on. So my question is, I got three. Do video games need to be preserved like films? Does digital preservation count? And do controllers make a difference? Yes, Hell yes, controllers make a difference. I will, I don't like playing Mario 1 unless it's with that old-ass Nintendo controller. Okay. <laughs> uh, video games are art. So I like in video games, and when, I, when I'm playing Cities and Coaster and other creative games, I'm making art. My degrees in fine art. So it's near and dear to my heart. So yes, they need to be preserved. I would also go so far as to say the console, the controller, and the cartridge should also be preserved. However... At some point in time, due to the fact that the world is how the world works, we might lose that magnetic data that's on that cartridge. Mm-hmm. So digital digital preservation is definitely something that's key. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yes, yes, and yes. In a museum, if I walked up into a museum and I wanted to play the original Mario, I would want the controller experience. Right. And putting it into, you know... The, the Nintendo, right? right? The cartridge, you know, blowing on the cartridge, sticking it in, and be like, all right, let's go <laughs> and play it, right? It always uh, worked. That would be awesome. Now, are we, now here's, here's a side question I've kind of thought about. Do we preserve every game? <laughs> or no. are there some that we just say, no, I can let that one go? There's like a top 100, you know? Mm-hmm. What would really? Be, Only a top 100? I'm just saying for each, each brand, I guess, <laughs> or for like for each console. Because that, yeah, I mean, because at some point you're going to be limiting what, what you, you put not in there. Deserve? That would be, I don't know, like, I would say. Sports games, other than like the first one, like this is how clunky it was. I don't, I, mean, I have no clue, like, which one I would, I'm sure that I'd be like, okay, like, you can't, don't do that one. You know, yeah. That one is terrible. Don't do that one. Like Double Aquaman. Dribble. Yeah, double dribble. <laughs> double dribble is yeah. good though. Good ba- that was a good bat. That's a good basketball game. That's right. But, hmm. I mean, even Joust. Yeah, I like, Joust is a good game. Okay, how about this? Top five that must go in. Of course, like Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers would have to go in. I feel like it's and the City. game that that like really made the mark for everything yeah. that it is now. Frogger. Yeah. Frogger? Yeah, uh, Pitfall. Pitfall. You say Pitfall? Pitfall? Exactly. Okay. Frogger and Pitfall would have to be in there. Pac-Man? Pac-Man, definitely. Donkey Kong? Yeah, Hall. but isn't that okay. technically still preserved? Then that would be five. Yeah. Yeah, so, we're screwed already. We're out of slots. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we would purchase five more with a loot box. <laughs> <laughs> 
that we have a 10% chance yeah. of winning. Yeah. Just the loot box. You're going to get one, one spot. One chance to win. Mm-hmm. So, so, I mean, <laughs> well, just that. Just in, in trying to find the top five right there, that shows how hard that would actually be to try and narrow down which ones need to be preserved. It would be easier That's to find it. a few that don't need to be preserved, I think. Probably. Because I don't think anyone's going to be disappointed if the fidget spinner yeah, that don't need to be Steam <laughs> PC game doesn't make it in. There was a there was a marble a pinball mar uh, marble game. Uh, God, it was on Nintendo. Marble Madness. Oh. Yeah. Yes, I remember I've got, that. I got that right over there. That was a good game. That's got to be preserved. Oh yeah, yeah. That took some skill. It sure did, dude. That game pissed me off. <laughs> like just about a year, two years ago, something like that. It pissed me off. Well, it was groundbreaking with the physics. I remember yeah. the commercial mm-hmm. for it. They don't make game commercials like that anymore. No, no, they're just like trailers pretty much. Yeah. But games uh, are more cinematic now. Yeah. Definitely. Maybe Blizzard would make one. Like, I'd expect to see some uh, WoW commercials come out for the new expansion. Yeah. We actually seen that at PAX, didn't we? Which one? Oh, the World of Warcraft? Yeah, the new expansion. Yeah. Mm hmm. Sure did. They had a big old booth. For the horde. There's a lot of people over there. For the horde. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we've uh, pretty much nailed that down. Preservation counts. Yes, definitely. It's a definite. And it's an art. I like how she said it's an art. It is I hate an art. when they say that it's not art. I think uh, a lot well, of people. Do you know how many artists are employed per game? Like, even on an indie one. Uh, it's very rare that you get something like Shining Rock, who is one guy that built Banished. It's very rare that you get somebody, one person building Stardew Valley. Mm-hmm. Most games employ at least two to a gazillion artists. Right. Even an independent title might still have 10 different artists. And I'm talking sound, environment, character, animation. Yeah. That's insane. In the membrane. Boop, boop. All right. <laughs> uh, release dates. What do we got coming up? Well, God of War just came out, so nothing. Well, you're probably right. Yeah, uh, no, May 1st, something. we have Super Mega Baseball 2. Yes, I'm excited about that. I love the first one. For PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC, what is Super Mega Baseball 2? I don't know, man. It felt like a beefed-up version like old-school RBI baseball. But the, the thing that got me hooked on it was the pitching. Like, you could... One button actually made you throw harder. You know what I mean? Like, and you had this... The way they did, like, the meter to do it, like, it shrunk mm-hmm. down, and you had to get the ball, like, just perfect, you know? And it would throw even harder, and it was just a cool little, mecha- you know, like, mechanic. So it was like NBA Jam for baseball? No, what, no. <laughs> you know, they had big bats and stuff like that, and the characters, you know, had afros and, like, just big butts, you know, if they were women. NBA just, Jam for just, baseball? Not really. It, I wouldn't call it NBA Jam because, okay, it was NBA Jam okay. for baseball. Okay, <laughs> On May 4th, we have Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze for the Nintendo Switch, which Again. is a remake or port or something of that nature. Uh, and that's really the only releases we got. Uh, but there are the Xbox games with gold for May. We have Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain, coming for Xbox One on May 16th through June 15th. I don't like that they do that. I know. And then they have Super Mega Baseball 2. Yeah. They're gonna <laughs> coming for uh, Xbox One for Mega or May 1st. Through the 31st. Then for 360, we have Sega Vintage Collection, Streets of Rage for uh, on May 1st through the 15th. Then Vanquish on May 16th through the 31st. Did you ever play Vanquish? I did not. It was okay. What is Vanquish? It was uh, just a shooter, like a sci-fi shooter, I think. And you did a lot of sliding. That was the first game I remember doing a lot of sliding and shooting at the same time. Mm-hmm. It was, I didn't play the whole thing. Sliding and shooting. That yeah. sounds boring. That was like, yeah, no, it was it was okay. <laughs> it was all right. Uh, and on Sony or PlayStation, PlayStation Plus games for May, on PlayStation 4, we have Beyond Two Souls and Rayman Legends. PlayStation 3, there's Risen 3, Titan Lords, and Eat Them. I don't know what that is. A bunch of donuts. Okay. And then on the PlayStation Vita, we have King Oddball and Furmans. And King Oddball is also cross-by for PS4, I think. Okay. Well, that is all the the, the news, all the 
stuff that we have. That is our yeah, show. That is the entire show. That is and the entire show. A round of applause show. for our special guest. Uh-huh. My, my hands We're are... clapping in circles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'd like to thank all of our listeners for being here every week. Your love and support is greatly appreciated. A big thanks to our patrons who make this show and other shows we do possible. If you're interested in supporting the show, head over to patreon.com slash pencilandpaperproductions. You can also follow the show on Twitter at SuperMegaCrash. Like and leave reviews on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, wherever you listen to the podcast. We love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening. I am Stephen White. I'm Todd Stark. Easily tell everyone where they can find you on the social medias. You can find me at uh, watch underscore E-Z-I-L-I-I on Twitter and then twitch.tv slash E-Z-I-L-I-I and YouTube is youtube.com slash E-Z-I-L-I-I. Got that, people? Very simple. Write it down. Take a picture. Write it down. I'll even post links down in the doobly-doo below so you can find the, her there. The what? The doobly-doo. Is that... That's an area? That's a thing. That's like below what? Uh, the video. Below the video is the doobly-doo. Mm-hmm. So if I go somewhere and I say like... It's between... Right there it's in the doobly-doo, the they're going to go... They're going to look at me and go, what the hell are you talking about? It's between the video and the comments. It's the doobly-doo area. That's the doobly-doo. The yeah. doobly-doo. That's right. I'm glad you told me that. I'm glad, I'm glad I, to I never knew today. that my entire life that that's what that area was called. Now you know. The doobly-doo. That's the right. doobly-doo. <laughs> Join us again next time, Super Mega Crash siblings. But until then, game on. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.